This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Champs to another episode of the Keeping Carlson Short Shifts podcast. I am your host, Ben Burnett. Joining me, as always, Lewis Ezekiel, and the E is for early round exhaustion. Lewis, I know I'm feeling it. How about yourself? Yeah, coming off a couple days of parent teacher conferences, so basically six hours of nonstop talking. But at least I am uh, talking about something that I'm really enthusiastic about here tonight. Fantasy playoffs, uh, well underway. So very excited to chat with you tonight and put together a show for our listeners. Yeah, and I think we have a really fun idea for tonight's show, though, of course, we have a few headlines to get to first, and then we're going to get into a fun little segment at the end. We're going to do a nice little fantasy draft of our own on tonight's Short Shifts podcast, but we'll start, as we so often do, Lewis, in New York City, where my boy and yours, Igor Shostyorkin, back, he's day-to-day, skating with the team, I should say, back skating with the team, not back in game action, Alexander Georgiev playing tonight. Georgiev remains streamable until we get more news about Shostyorkin, but how excited are you about the boy being back in town? Yeah, very excited. Uh, Great to see Shostyorkin make his uh, return to practice and hopefully soon to game action. Obviously very happy uh, that both he and Pavel Buchnevich are all right and are able to rejoin the Rangers. Um, Certainly nice to get some reinforcements across a number of leagues where I have him. Uh, and hopefully many of our listeners do as well. Thank you for saying that, Lewis, because you know I love my boys in in, uh, in on Broadway, so feels good to have them all back. Let's move on. Uh, we have a lot to get to tonight. The next headline is in Montreal, where Tomas Tatar is back in Montreal. He's, he had to fly back to get evaluated for an injury. Um, this is, brings up a few interesting questions in Montreal, because Brendan Gallagher also missed the game tonight. And so it just got me thinking, like, in Montreal right now, are, are we looking at anyone being streamable, or are we kind of just off all habs, except for, you know, the, the big ones on the blue, on the blue line? Yeah, you know, luckily the Gallagher one sounds like it's just going to be an illness, so he should be back pretty quick. But I wasn't super excited by this news. I think there are some folks that we're going to talk about that would make for much more interesting streams. Uh, I think whoever is slotted into that Tatar spot is much more interesting if they are playing alongside Gallagher as well. Um, but yeah, I think whoever is going to pop into that spot is likely owned already and not especially exciting. So I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about there. Certainly the Habs are showing that without two thirds of their top line, they are pretty toothless offensively as they have as of the time of this recording yet to put up a goal against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Doesn't seem very great for 
uh, Montreal's offense in the meantime. No, and I mean, all these guys, Suzuki, Armia, uh, maybe Max Domi, they're all reasonable for a stream, but hopefully you are not trusting them with your entire fantasy playoff hopes right now. Yeah, that would be a, a dangerous spot to find yourself in. I think those, uh, like Jeff Petrie and Shea Weber, like you mentioned, those are the really interesting Habs to own. And then, obviously, the the folks who are out for this game, Tatar and Gallagher, are the guys that you want. Beyond that, you know, Carey Price, certainly, although a little shaky probably behind this weekend a team uh, with lots of people out, but not a lot of interest for me in grabbing Canadians right now. I'm fully with you there. Lewis, let's move on. We have one more headline that we want to get to tonight. James Neal is back with the Edmonton Oilers, finally for their team. Uh, definitely a injury that has been going on for most of 2020, if not all. And he finds himself right away back up on that top line with Connor McDavid and Tyler Ennis. Do we have any feelings about James Neal on that top line in Edmonton? Well, I think this is a very interesting one because last episode we spent some time ranking the uh, forwards in Edmonton, uh, and we had said that Archibald was definitely a little bit shaky and had the potential to maybe be swapped back with Athanasiu. Of course, Athanasiu remains buried, but now that Neil is back in that spot, it did show that Archibald's hold on it was tenuous at best. Um, but if Archibald was interesting you, for, to you at all, I think that certainly James Neal should be a player of interest for you um, because he, you know, has obviously been a scorer in his past uh, to a much higher degree than we've ever seen really from Archibald or really any of the players on uh, Edmonton that they've picked up and that we've seen as being interesting right now. So, yes, he hasn't really been able to put it together in the same way uh, in Edmonton, but he is very appealing, I think. And if, if Archibald was interesting to you, then obviously Neil should be. He'll probably give you uh, a nice floor to a little bit of that sandpaper. Uh, so he'll give you some category coverage with the potential, obviously, to score alongside the best player in the world. I am a little bit wary about James Neal not being on that top power play. He has 28 points on the season and 17 of them on the power play. So only 11 points, not with a man advantage in 51 games played so far this season. So I'm definitely not getting my hopes crazy high. What I am uh, prepared to say is that this is a bad news for Andreas Athanasiu as he is pushed down to line four and definitely not a good look for Zach Cashin who continues to not get top six looks. These are guys that are long snoozers. So you do need to be getting rid of them if you've been riding them through the first, you know, four days of these uh, fantasy playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And I hear you about the power play concerns, and I think they're valid. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, it seems to me that as of late, since that second line has really gotten their act together, uh, it just seems like the offense is humming along in a way in Edmonton that it hasn't really been since uh, really the very early part of the season. So, um yeah, I think in the in the meantime, I, I still have some interest for him there, even if it's just at that even strength deployment. But I, I understand and I hear your concerns about missing that power play time because that is really where he has been most effective. But, you know, I think that even strength time alongside McDavid when you've got a second line to actually contend with, uh, I like that idea for, for the time being. 
All right. Well, Lewis, let's get into the meat of our show tonight. And what we thought we would do, you know, typically on the Thursday shows, we do the patron five where the patron only Facebook group, the patrons will vote on five players that we will discuss tonight. We thought we'd do something a little bit different. We know that the stream scheme sponsored by Keeping Carlson has been on a bit of a hiatus recently. Shouts out to Cousin Dave Benton. But we thought it might be fun as we get into the back half of this first playoff week to talk about a few streamers that are available, uh, a couple weekend guys that look very interesting. But we thought we would do it in a bit of a more interesting way as well. So Lewis and I are going to draft teams based on players who are playing in two games this weekend. Our teams are going to go head-to-head, and we are going to see who picks the best category team because we we wanted to make sure that we were that we were counting accounting for bangers we, we don't want to ignore those as a lot of people are in those category coverage playoffs right now i know i am for sure so lewis we are going to start by talking about playoff schedules and listing a few teams here so do you want to get into sort of the teams and who's playing this weekend we sort of broke our our teams down into the friday sunday teams that you can use if you have a full saturday and we have friday saturday teams so that you can use that spot to stream someone out on sunday the team with Friday Sunday schedules. If you have a full day on Saturday, those teams are Anaheim, Detroit, Colorado, Vancouver, Calgary, Chicago, Vegas, and St. Louis. Uh, if you're looking for a Friday Saturday, the only team that you can grab is going to be the New Jersey Devils. And then Saturday and Sunday teams include Minnesota, Pittsburgh, San Jose, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Columbus. Lewis, you and I are going to draft teams we are going to draft one player from each team each and so it's going to come out to about thir- it's going to come out to exactly in fact 13 players we're looking at eight forwards four defensemen one goaltender and we are going to be looking at the following categories we're going to look at goals assists power play points shots on goal hits blocks and then for goalies we didn't discuss this before do you want to just do wins or do you want to do wins and save percentage um, yeah, I think most people are in a team or in a league that either counts those rate stats for save percentage or who awards points for saves and takes them away for goals against. So let's, uh, let's have both of those in there. All right. You got it. Lewis, I sort of came up with this. Uh, I, I had thought about how we were going to decide who gets the first pick. I came up with kind of an elaborate system in my head and then I thought, eh, why don't you just go first? Well, that is very gentlemanly of you. I appreciate that. All right, so uh, I will pick first, which means I get to pick the team as well as the player that I want to select. Remember, we are selecting exclusively players who are owned in 35% of leagues or fewer, uh, hoping to get plenty of options that are going to be available in many of your leagues. All right, so I am going to go ahead and start in Chicago. I would like to begin with a defenseman, and I'm going to take the 23% owned Duncan Keith as my number one defenseman. Uh, Obviously, Keith ascending to that top power play role. Uh, He's got seven points, uh, eight points in the last seven games. He's shooting. He's getting blocks. He's got power play time. I like this guy to uh, pick me up some fantasy points here over the weekend with the, his two games. Lewis, you went with Chicago. That is a tough one because, of course, I, of course, I also wanted Duncan Keith in this. But I do think this brings me to a very strong secondary player. I'm going to take Dylan Strom up on that line with Patrick Kane right now. He seems to be producing fairly well, playing with Patrick. 
Patrick Kane. We've seen him go on tears in that spot before. I definitely do wish that I could have Duncan Keith, but I will happily settle for Dylan Strome as my first forward. So I get to pick our next team that we're going to go to, and I'm going to make it a team that you are very, very familiar with. I am going to jump over to Detroit, and I am going to select my first defenseman as well. I'm going with Philip Hronik as my first defenseman. Uh, definitely want to make sure that I'm getting a good defenseman because there are not a ton out there in this in this draft, not a ton of defensemen who are owned under 35% who are useful. Philip Peronik, of course, on the top power play. He's been very, very successful in the back few, uh, in the back half of the season, but he missed a few games recently, which kind of put him onto a few waiver wires, I believe. And he's all the way down at 19% owned. I'm going with uh, Philly Heronic. All right, that's a solid pick. I had a feeling that's who you're going to grab. I'm going to go for a player that uh, you've been debating about what to do with him lately. I think he did finally hit the waiver wire for you in this bye week for you in the cupful. I'll grab Tyler Bertuzzi. Has not been producing very much, but he is up on that top line. And if anybody is going to score in Detroit in the forward core, uh, it's probably going to be the people playing with Mantha and Larkin, in my opinion. All right, Lewis, tell us who we're drafting from next. All right, I am going to head west to Anaheim, where I would like to pick up Adam Henrique. He's been playing 18-plus minutes a night. He's got two-plus minutes on the power play right now. He's been delivering some nice hits. At 31% owned, I'm going to grab Adam Henrique, so I've got my second forward out of Anaheim. And I am going to grab my second forward as well. This is somebody we mentioned after, I believe, the trade deadline uh, last week or two weeks ago. I'm interested in Sonny Milano playing on a line with uh, with Ryan Getzlaff, and he's been able to point in the last couple of games. So I am very, very... Uh, I've been watching out for him out there, playing with Heinen and Getzlaff right now. Um, so yeah, Sonny Milano, since coming over to the Ducks... We've seen him put up four points in five games, including last night's game against the Avs. Uh, playing over 16 minutes each of the last three games, two of those being 18 minutes. He's not really shooting or hitting a ton, which you don't like to see, but I'm going to pick him for the point upside. And as I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, there's not a lot of that over in Anaheim. I should mention, of course, that he is 2% owned, so he should be able to you know, be available on your waiver wire if you're looking for somebody to pot a few points this weekend. Hopefully in two games, he can put up two or three points. Absolutely. Nice pick. That was also my second pick. So I'm feeling good about this so far. It seems like we are in sync with the players that we want to grab. Well, let's head over to a team that I'm not super excited about, but I do want to make sure I'm getting my first power play defenseman. I'm going to grab Damon Severson over in New Jersey. 22% owned, still on that top power play. Obviously, you're not going to count on that power play to put up points every single game, but if you're getting two points, or two games rather, out of a power play, number one, a number one power play defenseman, you have to go for that if you're looking for any amount of point upside. Severson also puts up some shots. He puts up a few blocks, so I will roll with Damon Severson. Nice. I like that idea. And as long as we're hanging out in New Jersey, I'll pick up somebody who I really liked to start the year, but has, uh, you know, been disappointing at times, but really seems to be finding his groove. So I'll grab the goose, Nikita Gusev. 
uh, as my third forward here. So I've got you with a pair of forwards and a pair of defensemen. I've got one defenseman and three forwards right now. All right, well, where do you want to take us next? All right, so uh, I've got a player who I think is quality. I was worried that you might get to him. I wanted to grab a couple spots first, but I'm going to go to Minnesota where I can pick up the 28% owned Zach Parise. He's got goals in three straight games, seven goals in the last, uh, seven points, I'm sorry, in the last seven games, and playing on that top power play with the red hot Kevin Fiala. So let me grab Zach Parise as forward number four. I am disappointed to not get my hands on Parise. I was actually looking at Minnesota because I was hoping I could snag Alex Stalock as if he might be possibly still under that top, under that 35% uh, threshold. He is up to 47% owned. If you're in a league and you're looking for goaltending, Alex Stalock has been excellent and somebody who you should be looking at if you're able to get a stream in this weekend. Unfortunately, for our purposes, he is not available. I am going to... We need four defensemen. Do I take a defenseman here? Yes, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my third defenseman. Maybe I'm going too hard right now, but I am interested in grabbing Jonas Brodin. He's been blocking quite a bit. He's even been in on some assists recently. So hopefully, I'll get an assist out of this one, and I'll also add to my back end stats. I would have been looking at someone like Eric Stahl, 29% owned, but he did miss tonight's game due to personal reasons. So I uh, I will stay clear of stall and i will hop on over to Jonas brodin with my third defensive pick all right very nice and where would you like to take us for our next selection i'm bringing us a little bit closer to home i'm bringing us to calgary where i want to grab andrew mangiapani 13 percent owned the dude has been unbelievable recently putting up a ton of points for my, my wonderful, wonderful Flames. I uh, I want to make sure that I get him because he is on a great hot streak right now, and I'm counting on him to add to that this weekend, maybe with uh, another multi-point game. Well, this puts me in a bit of a bind. I think that was an excellent selection because I had Mangiapane as the only player I was interested out of Calgary. Uh, so I suppose I'm going to have to go with... Somebody who can give me a bit of a floor, and if I'm in a categories league, he'll be very helpful for me in hits. He did recently score a rare goal. Uh, give me formerly powerful power forward Milan Lucic, I suppose. That puts me at five forwards. I only am going to get three more. A little bit disappointed that you uh, boxed me into a corner here and forced me to pick up Lucic as the only really viable 35% or less forward who's going to give me something useful. Uh, so I'm not ready to have him pick up a defenseman there yet. It's got to be a forward. It's going to be Lucic. Can we talk about the fact that Mika Zibanejad just scored his fifth goal of the game? Yeah, I think we definitely should because we own him in our podcast league. Uh, and that is crazy. What an outstanding performance. Way to go, Mika. Thanks, buddy. Tough outing for Ilya Samsonov now with six goals against in that game and the loss. Let's go Rangers. Okay, so I've got one that I think will be a beneficial spot for me to pick. I'm going to go to St. Louis. Uh, the reason why is because I think that some of the best players on this team are defensemen. Uh, and so 
I think that that may potentially put you in a spot where you either have to take a forward you don't like very much or grab your fourth defenseman, meaning that I'm free to take my pick from all of the remaining defensemen out there. I'm going to grab Vince Dunn with my pick here. So I've got my second defenseman. Dunn is 21% owned, so he should be pretty widely available. I like him over someone like, say, a Justin Falk, just because I think there's a little bit more offensive upside for him in St. Louis. Uh, you know, if Falk was still running the show in uh, Carolina, for instance, I might be a little more interested in him, but he's been kind of a non-factor ever since he headed over to St. Louis. So give me Vince Dunn there. Very curious to see who you're able to pick. Well, I was actually uh, not interested in Vince Dunn at all, to be honest with you. I'm looking at Zach Sanford or Sammy Blay. And so you've kind of cornered the market on hits by adding Lucic, which makes me a little bit more interested in Vince Dunn. Uh, or sorry, if which makes me a little bit more interested in Sammy Blay. Uh, of course, Blay four percent owned, so he's almost definitely there for you if you're looking for somebody who could give you a few hits this weekend. Zach Sans- Zach Sanford has been really good for hits as well, though this year with over a hundred on the season, he's putting up about two per game. He's also adding more blocks than Blay, and he's scoring more. So I'm going to go with the seventeen percent owned Zach Sanford on line two, playing with David Perron right now. All right, nice. I like that one. And certainly he's shown some explosive offensive ability. Uh, We haven't seen as much of it lately, but certainly uh, a valuable potential pickup uh, obviously can can go off at any time. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what he provides for you there. Where are you taking us next? I'm going over to Vancouver, Lewis, because I need a goaltender. And there's a goaltender in Vancouver who is 29% owned and could possibly play two games this weekend. I'm talking about Thatcher Demko. Yeah, really nice. I think that's a good spot. He does have one of those games against Colorado, which is worrisome. But the other is against Columbus, and Columbus is on a big-time skid. Uh, So that might be just what Demko needs to get himself back on track a little bit. I think he's been a bit of a a bit of a disappointment for the folks who ran out and grabbed him in Markstrom's absence. Um, But, you know, as you were telling me earlier today, you know, that game the other night was really not Demko's fault. He put up a quality start. They just couldn't get the win. Uh, So good on Demko. I think that's a nice pick. I will grab uh, Tanner Pearson. Not a whole lot of scoring right now, but he's shooting and hitting plenty. Uh, So my hope is that he can start to convert on that a little bit. Um, You know, I I like his deployment. Uh, I feel like that could be a valuable forward add for me, although I am now at six forwards. So I've only got a couple left to grab. Uh, So I got to be very judicious in those selections. I like Tanner Pearson as an ad. Another player that I'm really looking at right now in Vancouver, who if we had set the threshold a little bit lower, I really like Jake Vertanen at 14% owned, playing on that line with Horvat and Pearson. He looked pretty good last night, had a little jump, almost scored a couple goals, had six shots and two hits. He gives you a little bit of that banger upside, so I definitely would not be opposed to a Jake Vertanen ad or stream this week. Yeah, especially too, you know, Pearson is twice as frequently owned as Vertan, and I had him on my list as well. So just having somebody who is that infrequently owned, I think, could be uh, a good opportunity. So I've got a pick that I think you're going to like here because I am going to go to a team. It's a bit of a risky grab, but I think it has some real serious upside. 
Uh, I'm going to go to Colorado, and I'm not going to grab one of these new exciting forwards that have been moving up around the top six and doing fairly nicely for themselves. But with Kale McCarr still on the shelf for the time being, and though it sounds like he could be back at some point reasonably soon, uh, in the meantime, I think Sam Gerrard continues to be extremely valuable. Not a ton of the peripherals, but that point upside is undeniable, and especially if he is on that lethal top power play unit, uh, that is somebody that I want to hold on to. I'm interested to see. I got a couple other guys on my list uh, who I thought were interesting, wondering which one of them you're going to grab. So I was, I have grabbed Eric Johnson at 6% owned in a few leagues because he's been blocking like crazy and he he is already up to 10 blocks in two games so far this week so he's been an excellent grab definitely recommend him if you're looking for the back end stats I am actually going to grab another forward here because what I've seen out of Vladna Mesnikov in Colorado since he's been there on that top line with Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog he has been excellent so I'm going to roll with Nemesnikov and uh, and hope that the top line in Colorado puts up some points at even strength, and hopefully Andre Burakovsky decides to take the rest of this week off for me. Yeah, I like that one. The only thing that worries me about Nemesnikov is we're not seeing a ton of shots from him, but hopefully he can maybe uh, feed some of those big guns up there and uh, give you some give you some positive stats for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has scored twice, but they, it is on three shots. So I'm definitely risking not getting a lot on the back end here, but I just wanted to go for that point upside in Colorado. Well, folks, even the experts on the short shifts are terrible at counting. We actually have just discovered we have 15 teams that we need to draft from today. So we are going to add an extra forward and an extra defenseman. I am going to fill one of those defensive slots right away by hopping over to Vegas, where I'm going to pick Alec Martinez. Ah, Martinez right. is a guy I'm hoping is going that. to fill out a couple of uh, of the back-end stats for me. He's been really, really solid since heading over to Vegas, though he hasn't scored the last couple games. He put up points in his first few. So I'm hoping that the magic continues for Alec Martinez on his new team over in Vegas. All right, good pick. Well, uh, I'll go with kind of a boring one, but I'm going to pick up Paul Stastny uh, in a forward slot out of Vegas. Uh, one reason that I am into him is because I like that uh, deployment that he's got for the time being. Uh, so, yeah, give me give me Paul Stastny out of Vegas. Can we admit that Paul Stastny is the most boring fantasy player of all time? Yeah, he's definitely a boring pick. He really just exists right on that waiver wire line, and he gets added and maybe, you know, points here or there. Like, we don't, you're not really going to ever see, like, an explosive output from him, but, like, there's some steady, predictable, you know, progress there from him, but maybe not a whole lot of excitement, uh, certainly, with that pick. I, I like that Alec Martinez grab to shore up your defenseman, for sure. All right, well, you go next, Lewis. It's all up to you, bud. All right, well, so I am running low on forward spots, but um, so I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and grab a guy who just jumped off of the IR and into our hearts with a goal uh, in his first game back. I am going to take laces out John Marino with my pick, only 7% owned. I know there are some exciting new toys up there in the top six. Um, but Marino has been a guy who has been hard to let go of uh, during the course of this season just because despite a lack of power play time, he's been putting up 
Um, some solid shot numbers and pointing with some frequency. So give me John Marino on the defensive end here out of Pittsburgh. So I'm very torn now. I know I have a lot of players with point upside between Mangiapane, Namesnikov, Strom, Milano, hopefully, and my defensemen definitely lean that way as well. I, I went out of my way to grab Horonic and Severson. Um, so I, I could... I could go with Connor Sherry, who's 7% owned. He's definitely someone, if you're looking at points this weekend, is a good stream. But I think instead I'm going to once again go into the back end, and I'm going to grab Brandon Tanev to hopefully get like eight hits this weekend for me and uh, and really lock that category up. Is he injured right now? He came back yesterday. Excellent. So we've got him as an outchery. A nice pickup. Sometimes you see, you know, that that fire a little bit uh, coming back. So cool, great pick. Well, he only like got it. one hit coming back, so hopefully he brings the fire in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. All right, I guess it's my turn to go next, and I am going to take us to Tampa Bay. And this is a uh, this is an interesting one because Tampa is a team we've talked about the streamer options. Uh, we talked about them on Tuesday's show, of course. And they have a bunch of players that are absolutely interesting right now. But the number one guy on my list, and I know I've mentioned him a million times, I'm going to go ahead and get him. He put up in a shorthanded assist for me tonight. Give me Anthony Sorelli at 30% owned. Yeah, I had no doubt that you were going to grab him. I will go a similar route. Give me Tyler Johnson with that top power play deployment. I just feel like sooner or later, uh, he's going to get in on some of that action. So I'll take TJ in that same spot. All right. Tell us where we're going next. All right. Well, I am grabbing neither a defenseman nor a goalie. I'm going to head down to the state of Ohio. uh, And there's a couple interesting options there. One who has been scoring a bunch. Uh, and another who has not been scoring so much, but just has such outstanding peripherals that I feel like the points are sure to come sooner or later, and the floor is so high uh, that I think it'll work out for me. I'm going to grab Boone Jenner at 29% owned. Uh, he has just had outstanding peripherals in the last uh, seven or eight games here. I've got him at three and a quarter shots per game, uh, 1.375 hits a game, 1.75 blocks a game. You're not going to find that from many forwards. Uh, he's getting big minutes right now, a bunch of 19-plus minute games in his recent history. I think he really provides a great floor for helping me get those peripherals up on you, and then maybe with all those shots, he's going to pot one for me uh, to help push me over the top. So uh, that is, I believe, my last forward is Boone Jenner out of Columbus. I love this for me because I was between Boone Jenner and Nick Foligno, 29% and 31% owned respectively, and I wanted Nick Foligno. So thank you for leaving him for me. That's an easy pick for me. Yeah, he's in a very similar spot, right? Seven points in the last seven games. Uh, obviously has a nice floor from his hits. I was a little worried about his lack of shooting. I loved the shooting from Jenner, and that's why I grabbed him. So we have two choices now. We have San Jose and we have Carolina. I get to pick the cream of the crop, depending on who I want from either of these teams. I'm going to take a guy who's he's not playing on the top power play and he's not playing on the top line in San Jose, but he is, I think, probably my best point upside guy. I'm going to take Kevin LeBanc here. All right, nice. Uh, and I, I'm going to go back to the well with sandpaper. I'm going to grab somebody 
who I believe is 0% owned, I will take up Radek Simak uh, as my fifth defender. Uh, just somebody who I think can give me a lot of peripherals. I have zero hope that he will score, although he is up on the top pairing with Brent Burns. I don't think that means a whole awful lot for him in terms of offensive production. Uh, so Radek Simak to help me round out my, I think, quite beastly uh, hitting and blocking crew. I do believe it's Redeem. Yes, sorry, Redeem. Thank you. You know, my I've got a lot of that uh, hitting and blocking on my uh, forwards, but not a whole lot for my defensemen. So I think it's time to grab somebody who's capable of that on the back end for my team. That's a good pick, Lewis. And now we have one team left. You get the first pick, but you do not have a goaltender. We're in Carolina. I'm curious to hear, after we've seen tonight the second bad start from uh, Nedeljkovic in Carolina, I'm curious to hear who you're going to go with between Forsberg and Nedeljkovic. Yeah, let me uh, let me see what the team setup is going to be like. Who's playing? Yes, you do that. I'm going to go ahead and make my pick then. I'm going to take Brady Shea, 13% owned. He just has such solid numbers in each of the peripheral categories. I'd probably take Jordan Stahl here if I were looking for a forward just because of the shots and the hits. Um, Nino Niederreiter, also an interesting one at 18% owned. But I'm going to go with Brady Shea to round out my defensive core. Lewis, tell us who you got on the goaltending side of things. All right. Well, you know, I, I guess I'm playing a bit of a dangerous game here. I think I, I waited much too long on goalies. I wish I had, if I could go back, I would grab someone like, uh, Bernier for Detroit instead of Bertuzzi, I suppose. Um, but what I'm going to have to do here is I'm actually going to go with Anton Forsberg. He has been, you know, not especially successful either, but I like him a little more than Nedeljkovic, who's just really, really struggled in his time. Obviously, Mrazek is desperately needed in Carolina. Uh, the back-to-back is the Islanders and Pittsburgh. And if I'm going to have any hope of scraping out some kind of points for myself in the goalies league, I think it's going to have to be Islanders game that I'm hoping Forsberg is is able to pick up. So uh, I will grab Forsberg here, and who knows, maybe, you know, he hasn't played much. He might be so rested that uh, maybe we'll get to see him come out and uh, play both games on the back-to-back. Why not? It's really my only hope to have uh, a whole lot of chance at getting a win and maybe scraping by on those stats outside of Demko, maybe really blowing it against Colorado. But give me Anton Forsberg in my crease. Not happy about the pick, but I feel like hopefully my skater categories can help make up for it. And as we all know, goalies are voodoo. Anything could happen, right? That's, that is true. And it'll be curious to hear what, see how it goes between Demko and Forsberg. I think you probably have the superior team. I have the goaltender I would trust more to have a decent performance. I will say that Cam Talbot is another name who, if he's out there at 17% owned, seems like after two strong starts, he would get the next game. Um, but we'll see if the Flames feel like going back to David Riddick. If you're looking for a start this week, I would, I would be, I would keep my eye on left wing lock or one of the other goalie start sites to see if cam talbot gets a start this weekend lewis should we uh why don't we say our rosters one more time and then we'll get out of here all right so for my squad my forwards i have bertuzzi henrique gusev parise lucic pearson stastny tyler johnson and boone jenner on the back end duncan keith vince dunn sam gerard john marino and radim simak And in goal, I have Anton Forsberg. 
And then over on my squad, I have Dylan Strom, Sonny Milano, Andrew Mangiapani, Zach Sanford, Vlad Nemestikov, Brandon Tanev, Nick Foligno, Anthony Sorelli, Kevin LeBanc, Philip Horonic, Damon Severson, Jonas Brodine, Alec Martinez, Brady Shea, and Thatcher Demko. All right, bud. I can't wait to find out who is going to take home the prize here with our categories. You know, it'll give us one more thing to watch over the weekend while in Cupful we await our next matches. Uh, I know you're toughing it out in your Keeper League, too. Good luck there. Yes, thank you so much, Lewis. I had a great time drafting with you tonight. For myself, Ben Burnett, I'm out of here. Why don't you sign us off? All right, folks. Well, I hope this was helpful for you. We covered a whole lot of all kinds of appealing potential streamers who are out there at 35% owned or less. I hope you can get your mitts on some of them and have a great weekend as you look to close out what may be the first weekend of your fantasy hockey playoffs. As always, we want to thank our patrons. If you would like to become a patron of Keeping Carlson and join us in the Cupful, our outstanding 18 division promotion and relegation fantasy hockey league, it is just the most fun you're going to have in fantasy hockey. Check us out at keepingcarlson.com slash patron. And until we see you next week, Play smart and keep your shifts short.